Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of your favorite podcast. What would that be, fellas? I don't know. I gave up. Uh, You confuse me, man. You can't have the same routine every time and then say, I don't know. Oh, okay. You're right. Take two. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) No, we're going to keep that first part, though. Oh, yeah. Take two. Go. Cool. No, well, take three. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your... That was good. That I was win. good. That was good. He was like, I get your shit like, together, Ooh. man. That's probably the closest I've come. <laughs> That's what she said. Almost had him. All right. Ooh. That's what she said. Ready, fellas? What's up, man? Okay. Good to see you guys again. Terrible to see you. It's been so long. In last three days. Hurtful. Well. Yeah. That was, it was a pleasant surprise. Went over to a friend's house to watch a football game. and It was a pleasant surprise to see you, too. Yeah, I had no idea you and Emily were coming, so it was good to see you. And her and I, like, realized we hadn't seen each other in, in a year. Really? Yeah, The uh, when we all went to go see Star Wars up in Seattle. So oh! That was the last time we saw each other. Sad. Yeah. You mean Star Wars Episode 7? Seven. 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 Yeah, <laughs> don't say. Not the new Not one. Not the recent one. Yeah. Jeez. So it was good seeing her. That's awesome. Uh, and she told me she listens to all the episodes, so thank you, Emily. Sorry, Emily. Yeah. She lied. <laughs> <laughs> no, she listens. So today's topic is all, I think it comes from a point of frustration mm. and really it comes from a point of hurt. But eventually it leads to freedom. And that's letting go. And by letting go, we mean... Everything from relationships, friendships, uh, money, physical things, uh, just the process of coming to terms, uh, almost almost like closure, um, but I think this is more about the process that you go through or when you know it's time to move on and let something go. So after doing some research, came up with six six different things where you know it's time to let go. And I try to pick things that are applicable to each of those scenarios. So here are the six things that you know it's time to let something go. Wait, wait, so what do you mean by six things? Six indicators or something like that? Um, yeah, 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 okay. six indicators. Got it. So six indicators that it's time to let something go. Okay. Number one, you have someone in your life named Kyle Reed. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> that was easy. Top of the list, baby. <laughs> Uh, so, number one, trust is continuously broken. Okay. So, you know, that's a little bit more towards friendships and, and relationships than, than physical objects. But if you think about it, there's so many people who are in relationships that they try to extend the life of that relationship because they don't want to let go. Right. And so part of that is trust is continuously broken. So, two, just the entire situation makes you feel broken depressed or frustrated. So again, just the entire situation makes you feel broken, depressed, or frustrated. Indicator number three, and this is especially true in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a lot of friends who were in bad relationships. Yeah. But what do they do? You justify why it's worth holding on to. So essentially, you're coming up with excuses for the other person. 
And for physical things, you know, I may not have touched that in three years, but, you know, I have it just in case I do. <laughs> that box of Legos. I don't know what you're talking about, Kyle Reed. You have no clue what I'm talking about, do you, Roy, Roy <laughs> Open up that closet real quick and find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will come out of it someday. <laughs> Bad joke, I guess. Um, no, I could. I, no, we got it. It was pretty bad, though. I'm gonna tell your boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm not interested in men. Ladies only, please email what me at ryan.gystbotcast.com. What are you trying to say here? Trying bro? to say I do not prefer men. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number four, Rohit. Number four. Man, I'm. Okay, number four. You are only you are the only one continuously extending yourself. And I'll read these over again because this has been a bit fragmented. Um, and then we'll also make sure it's on our website. Okay. Uh, five. Thinking about the current reality hurts. And the more I think about it, I think these are more geared towards like relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and then six. You've exhausted all your efforts. But things continue to be the same. So again, uh, there's some laughter and bad jokes on my part in between. So again, as a recap, and we'll have these on our website as well, here are the six indicators when it's time to let go. And let's just say these are all about friendships and relationships. Sorry, Sam. Or if you can still find a way to tie it into the physical. No, I can't. Okay, cool. So these are six indicators that it's time to let go. One, Trust is continuously broken. Two, makes you feel broken, depressed, or frustrated. Three, you justify why it's worth holding on to. Four, you are the only one continuously extending yourself. Five, thinking about the current reality hurts or is painful. And then finally, six, you've exhausted all your efforts, but things continue to be the same. So with that, what are your thoughts, fellas, about uh, just letting go and, and realizing that it's time to let go? What are some of the things that you guys have done or, or let go of? I think I had to get my rubber boots because the shit was getting deep in here. Yeah. Yeah, time to start swimming. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, Next episode, we'll do about Happy Meals. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Not those fake-ass dehydrated onions, though. Um, huh? Yeah, I think it's a very... It's a deep, powerful um, topic, right? I mean, you said it could relate to physical things. Everything you said here, the indicators, kind of, to me, points more towards relationships, whether that's friendship, um, intimate relationship, whether it's with a man or a woman, Rohit, doesn't matter. We still love you regardless. (laughs) Ladies only. (laughs) Or or family, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or family, so... um, what I'm thinking of immediately is Jordans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Of course. So, um, for those of you who don't know, I have a unique relationship with my mom. She is... Wow, things are getting deep. Yeah, right? I mean, this is what you're talking about, right? Wow. Um, Going down the list. Yeah. Wow. So, my mom is a recovering drug addict and has been for the better part of probably 20 years, right? And I say recovering because it's a constant struggle. Um, I I, I don't know her longest um, stint of sobriety, I could find out, 
but um, in my past experience and to my knowledge it hasn't been very long I experienced every single one of these with my mom um, all I wanted was for her to be sober and to have the relationship that we once had you know as a family my parents separated and things like that right so trust was continuously broken I had nice things that disappeared right the situation was absolutely depressing I everything felt broken I had to I, I kept justifying obviously it's it's my mom right I can't let her go can't give up on that yeah what what the fuck who would I be if I did that right so I I kept on to that relationship I wanted her to get get better right quote unquote get better whatever that meant to me um but she didn't want it or she didn't want it bad enough right so it took me a very very long time to come to grips with that so not necessarily letting go of my mom but letting go of the relationship I desired with my mom if that makes sense yeah so I just had to accept things for what they were and not continuously because I really realistically I was trying to change her right back to what she used to be Mm-hmm. Um, she had become something different due to illicit substances, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Right. So my struggle was to help her get back to where she was, but she didn't put the same effort that I put forth. So then I became resentful and angry and everything else. Um, so I think my my letting go is letting go of the ideal relationship that I expected or desired and decided to accept the relationship that I have and still be there for her in a different manner, if that makes sense. You already set up the way, you've set up your life already to, to in a way where if it becomes the need, you'll be there for her, mm-hmm. right? Other than that, she she's she's a grown woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she, she's going to do what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. But you've accepted the fact that I've I've done I've exhausted what I've what I was able to do. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It seems like you and your mom has has gotten like a better. You guys have a really pretty solid relationship uh, out of out of all that nowadays. It's yeah. It's obscure, it's weird, right? right? Yeah. So, but I mean, but I think that's it, right? So I've accepted certain things, and I think she has as well, right? Sure. So. Um, my mom never asks me for things like money anymore because she knows. No, no, yeah, fuck no. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I am not going to enable you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you tell me you need gas money. Well, the money you spent on other shit, you should have put fucking gas in your car. Yeah, that sounds harsh and brash, and it probably is. That's my reality, mm-hmm. right? So because of that. Now that question never comes up. And I don't have to be the asshole by saying no. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think she knows the decision she's made has put her in the situation that she's in. And us, our family, in the situation that we're in. And it just is what it is. So the relationship now that I have is absolutely, I love her to death. She's my mom. I have nothing but the utmost respect for her. But at the same time, it's different. And now it's been it's been a little while now, but mm-hmm. um, it took me a very very long time to accept that. When did you realize that it was 
that moment where you're like, you know what, I can't change her. I just have to accept it. I, were you like, so were you that's still the in- hard part for me right now that I'm trying to think about this, right? I, I recognize all of this very intimately. Right. All right. of these so examples. Oh, yeah, right Very, very intimately, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, it's really hard for me to pinpoint a moment, though, when um, I felt liberated, if you will. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd really have to sit down and think about it to see if I could pinpoint a moment. I think it, I think it was a very gradual progression for me so i don't know that there was one aha moment where i just let go um i think i think i allowed myself to let go bits and pieces of the relationship i was holding on to income so at a certain point it, and this is funny a, a good friend of mine um talk about this all the time that it's it's an obscure thing to do is you really can't buy a drug addict valuable belongings as Christmas or birthday gifts. That is something that no one thinks about. I think about it. That's my reality. Right. So after getting burned a couple of times, right, by doing that and wondering, where is this? You know, where is this ring I bought you, mom? Where is whatever this is, right? In hearing stories, Mm -hmm. you realize, okay, I just can't do that anymore, right? For me to be sane in this relationship, I have to let that go. Yeah. She's going to have to be okay with it. Because if she's not, I don't know what to tell her. Yeah. So things like that. So that's one thing, right? But I think that that's a small stepping stone in uh, the evolution of the relationship, I, I suppose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. You high? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this got real deep. Yeah. It's... It was... Yes. It's... I mean, it's an intimate topic. It's uh, a deep topic, and I I can't think of anything else other than that. I mean, yeah, there's because the nature of things. the topic itself is is very powerful. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's tough to actually talk about something like this because um, we're opening ourselves up at this point. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. And years ago, I, w- I would not have been okay to talk about this, right? I would have thought that the perception of my mom was a perception of me. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's not. I'm an even no. better person because of it. You know what's interesting? Is <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. The first time, and this is the first time I've heard like the extent of your personal feelings mm. about about your mom. You, um, I don't remember when, how many months ago it was, but but you shared, you know, kind of the struggles that you guys have had in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And back then there was, and I read people for a living. Mm-hmm. And I can tell when people are, are holding stuff back. Mm-hmm. And you were completely holding yourself back then. Yeah, I, I don't. And I still today, I don't like to share it with everyone because, one, it's not everyone's business. Mm-hmm. And two, I just want people to see me for the successful person that I am. I don't want you to think that I have um, baggage or say, oh, he's doing pretty well for someone who's gone through that. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, no, that's... That's beside the point. If you want to know about it, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. But I don't... That's not chapter one, right? That's not the intro of my book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I absolutely... I keep a lot of that back. And because it's that's her business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. You've shared some pretty deep stuff. Um, yeah. Through this podcast. Yeah. 
So a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> but so who to that extent, to lighten th- yeah. So to that extent, to lighten things up. I mean, there's another thing I was thinking about, and I'll just keep talking because I'm on a roll. Let's do it. I was thinking about shoes too, right? So I have an unhealthy obsession with shoes. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Sam might share that unhealthy obsession. His might be more towards comic books. I've uh I've helped him with his shoe obsession yeah. once or twice. Once too. or twice. And I used you, to work at Nike, so can you send a picture? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can definitely I'm do that. To, I'm gonna have to adjust the insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just your picture and your address should do. No no, it should not. Phone number. Rohit, what's your address again? <laughs> well, we're at the be, studio right people now. People are going to so be yeah. disappointed. <laughs> um, so yeah, something like that, right? So I have a lot of uh, Sam as well. I have a lot of shoes that I've purchased and collected over the years that I don't wear. I don't touch them. I forget I have a lot of them. Yeah, but I can't get rid of them. I just by keeping them because it's nostalgia, right? It's a shoe that I seen. Jordan growing up playing. It's a shoe that I wanted, but I couldn't afford when I was in school. Exactly. You know, so I have rock justifications, all these reasons to keep yep. this shoe. Well, really, I need I need to let that shit go. Um, yeah. So that's actually that's something I'm going to work on this year too. To be honest, that's actually one of my because um, they're just collecting dust. Exactly. That's one of my main focus right now is to get rid of. I, I'm I'm a collector. I know that for sure. Like. I see something, I don't need it, but I want it because there's some value to it. and Or I think that there might be some value to it down the road. Um, it's gotten ridiculous. You know, like I've spent a good amount of money on certain things where I'm like, okay, if I buy this and I flip it, I can make this much money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps going. Every week there's something new. If I get this, then I can make more money off of this. Well, it's still sitting at home right now. It's in the box. It's still in my closet. It's still, you know, on the shelf. What am I going to do with it? You know, and it keeps accumulating to the point now where it's it's become um, I wouldn't call myself a hoarder, but it's pretty damn close. You, uh, you might be something like it. I might be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't like to think myself as a hoarder, more like a collector. Mm. But that's I think that's uh, the number three. Indicator. That's yeah, exactly. Now I'm starting to think, no, this is this is hoarding now. Like, this has gotten a little out of hand, and I need to change this, or else that room is just going to get real small. And it's a pretty big room, but it's going to get small real quick with all that space that's taking up all these things that I could sell. And I'm telling you, like, if I sold the things that I have that I want to sell right now, I probably could double my my income. Oh, jeez. That's how crazy it is. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Definitely, I need to justify letting go of these things. I don't need them. I have shoes that I bought back in 2006, 2007, when I first uh, started working for for Nike. Um, And, you know, when you work for Nike, you get some deals. So that's when it started. And I still have those shoes till this day, untouched, still in its box, brand new. Get at me if you want it. Um, (laughs) It's still there. Yeah, I'm never gonna touch it. I'm never gonna wear it. I got it because of what Kyle said. It, it was nostalgic, you know. I got those shoes because Jordan was wearing them, and I wanted those shoes since I was in the seventh grade. My boy was wearing them, and I wanted them. Now I can have them. 
But now what am I going to do with it? May I ask you a question? Sure. Um, it, so what, what you said about buying stuff now brings up an interesting pattern that, that I've noticed in a lot of people. What's that? When you were a kid, mm-hmm. did you have the type of lifestyle or did your parents have the type of lifestyle to where you could buy all the things that you wanted to? No. See? And no. now that you can afford it. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. parents instilled in me the the work hard ethic. Work as hard as you can, do whatever you can to make to to get what you want in life. If you can't afford it, if you can't get it, don't get it now, you know? If you want something, here's what you need to do. Like my dad used to make me work at the shop or he would give me like incentives oh you want to buy the new nintendo or super nintendo or something like that you got to read 50 books you want to you want the new pair of shoes before school starts up work at the shop for a month and and we'll we'll buy that stuff for you it's instilled within me now to this day like if i make this much money then i can get this um i just took it a little bit too far (laughs) <laughs> I started buying stuff that I wanted and then it got to the point where it was like I bought too much stuff that I wanted and now there's stuff that I need and I can't get it. because <laughs> he knows he can just read 50 books. Yeah. And get a check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting to say that and um, on a, on a you know, probably a topic a bit too deep for, for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, not like Kyle did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't get any deeper. But... A lot of the mistakes that we make as adults is directly attributed to the way we were raised. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents, and this was tough for me to realize that a lot of the things that had been holding me back in life, I learned as a kid from my parents. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't say, okay, let's sabotage him, you know, X amount of years from <laughs> yeah. now. But but there's certain patterns that they didn't even realize would have a drastic effect on me as an adult. Mm-hmm. And one of them is reward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, for you, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you do this stuff, which I know you don't want to do, work in the donut shop for a month. I know you don't want to, but, but you good. get these fancy shoes. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, you grow up as an adult, and in your subconscious, that's instilled. If you do hard work or things that you don't want to do, it ha- there has to be a reward at the end. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't, then is it really worth doing? Right. And for a lot of people, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Man. This is a deep podcast episode. Um, you asked, man. You asked the question. You asked the question. I thought you'd bro. talk about, like, I regret what I had for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, I kind of wanted to touch on number six. Mm-hmm. Okay, exhausted efforts, uh, but things are still the same. Mm-hmm. Would you, is there something that you can maybe offer? To, to our listeners here that can assist them with what they can do. To try to, and get to, different results? Yeah. I think I think that's tough because these these are all indicators of... Okay, so initially I was going to talk about money. Mm-hmm. You still can. For my thing. Um, just really quickly then, I guess. Um, so I mean, it kind of t- ties into this. Yeah, I think I've got a great example for... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. So, friends owe me well over 20K. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Jeez. And this stands from everything of, hey, I just need some rent money. Or a long time ago, I was building computers for people, and, mm-hmm. and they wanted computers and just, you know, 
paid me maybe, you know, a little bit. Fractions and, in here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And so once you add up all that, um, I realized I never thought it was a problem. I thought they're still my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they owe me money, but that's it. I mean, I'm not money to me is not necessarily a big deal. You guys know that. To me, it's more well, about not the, a control. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's more about the relationship. And I realized that I was doing more of the effort in these relationships. Mm-hmm. I was holding on to them. Not because, hey, there's that outside chance they might give me the money. That wasn't it. It was because there was a genuine friendship. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of these people, I even told them, you know, hey, this isn't about them. I don't want to let this get in the way. Yeah. And there were some people that I even told, let's forget about the money. Let's just zero. We're all good. Let's move forward because I value you as a friend. You value mm-hmm. me as a friend. Let's Let's just... I miss our friendship. Let's just move forward with the friendship. So initially was the relationship uh, solid, solid, solid. But then it became sour because of that. And you tried to you tried to um, rebuild it. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So little by little, you know, the the phone calls went from incoming and outgoing Mm -hmm. to just outgoing. Hmm. And the phone calls weren't coming in anymore. The texts weren't coming in anymore. And I would reach out to them, you know, as a refresher, if you will. Hey, you know, how have things been? And, oh, things have been good. And I should have known because then they brought up the money. You know, they brought it up. Mm -hmm. Oh, things have been good. You know, just, you know, I've got a good plan to get you the money, Kyle. No big deal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't even bring up the money. You know, I, I thought we were past that. Yeah. And for them... A lot of it was subconscious as well. Yeah, I was like, you can't move past right. someone else's guilty conscience. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, I had people tell me, no, look, I, I owe you the money. I'm going to get you the money. It's you telling me to forget about it. That doesn't sit well with me. But what happened is they just continued the facade of a real friendship. Mm-hmm. And so one day I realized that I'm holding on to this $20,000. It's hurting me more than... Like, why am I holding on to it, right? Because maybe the the friendship, there is no friendship. The friendship doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. If I'm the only one uh, continuously reaching out, if I'm the only one extending myself, there's no relationship. There's no friendship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. whenever I did all my finances and, and budgets and whatnot, I always had in, in my other box 20K, you know, and, and here's, you know, the... X amount of people who owe me X amount of dollars. Tim, Sally, Johnny. <laughs> and then I thought about what my life would be like right now if I had 20K. I'd probably have a house much sooner than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's a substantial down payment. Um, I'd probably have a second house by now because you guys know I bought this house as a because I wanted to make it a rental. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the lifestyle that, that I could have, how much closer I would be to my dreams. The reason why I say that is not... It, it's not meant to say, oh, if these people paid me, I'd be much better off. That's not what it's about. The reason why I bring that up is because I realize that I have to let that go. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's holding me. Yeah. And so I did. You've I, done already what, what you had to do or could do. You've yeah. exhausted that already. Yeah. So now you're just like, all right, I'm just going to let it go. So what I did was I reached out to everyone who owed me money. Um, either through Facebook or through the last, you know, I would call them up and obviously they didn't pick up. So I'd leave them a voicemail and, 
But I let all of them know. I was like, look, I have forgiven myself for the past and I've forgiven you for the past. If you would like to do the same, to forgive me and forgive yourself, here's how you can get a hold of me. I would love to start a new friendship, a new relationship, because who you were back then, who I was back then, that person doesn't exist. But I want you to know that I forgive you and I forgive myself, mm -hmm. and I'm choosing to move on. And of all the people that I did that to, there were a couple of people who like, oh no, you know, I don't want to forget about the money and, and bring it up. And, and that's when I knew that relationship was over because again, they're going back to the money. It's still going, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just a vicious cycle at that point. Yeah, and so for those people, once you've exhausted all your efforts, I think that's really when, when closure comes in. And so the question I have for, for you guys now, as you guys have kind of talked about all this stuff and, and uncovered your own, how does it feel now? Liberating. Right. I think I mentioned it earlier, right? Yeah. I think that's what you get from it is the freedom to be able to discuss it and not dwell on it. You're not living there anymore. It's, it's a sense of freedom. I can't tell mm -hmm. you how good I feel knowing that I've done these. Even friendships. Yeah. I did that. You guys know once I left my current place of employment, or not current, uh, my former Previous. place of employment, mm -hmm. um, a very, very extremely hurtful experience for me was the people that I called friends, out of sight, out of mind, I never heard from them. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, well, I'm going to wait by my phone for them to call me. No. This is me sending out lunch invitations. This is me personally inviting them to my parties. This is me always reaching out and them not returning the favor. Mm -hmm. And so once I let that go, like for my birthday party, I invited 50 people from my previous employment. Yeah. And this is everything from I sent them a Facebook request, I sent them a text, postcard. And I sent um, had like Actual these individual postcards, legit invitations yeah. delivered to them. Yep. So there's no excuse. Three ways they knew that it was my birthday. Mm. It's not just a normal party. This is my birthday. This is like when you say I'm going to take the time out to support my friend. And the majority of them I didn't even hear from. Not not a, hey, I can't make it, or happy mm -hmm. birthday. I'm, I'm talking about like zero. And so now my Christmas party's coming up. I always do it after Christmas because it's easier. I only invited the real friends. Yeah. And there's, there's maybe 15, 20 people that I invited that, that I consider mm -hmm. still friends over there. And the rest, I've let go because they let go of me. And I feel amazing. I mean, it's, it, I guess I'm not going to say I feel amazing because mm -hmm. I'm still holding on to that hurt mm -hmm. because it, it was very painful. But you've come to accept it, and yeah. and you've released yourself from that burden, from that hurt, I guess, right? Yeah. And do I want to hold on to friends that that I have to work at? You know, and there was there was one person that I reached out to, and I said, "Look, um, I've changed a lot, and I feel like me always reaching out to you and not hearing back from you. I'm not going to chase our friendship anymore because it devalues mm -hmm. having me in your life. Yeah. yeah. If if I have to convince you I'm a good friend." Makes me feel like I'm not a good friend. Yeah. Also, you can take that energy and that time and invest it in good friends. The good friends that you do have and the friends that you are going to keep around or that are still around till this day. Yeah. <clears throat> like us. And I heard back from her, and you know we're we're working on us. And her. <laughs> 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 but I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, that's good. good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good thing then. I mean, at that point, you can almost say that she does value that friendship and yeah. she does still want to work with it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Show up to the party, damn it. We'll see if she's here. Oh, right. So since yours was about challenge, did you want to just go ahead and forget about the coffee mugs and the hoodies and shit? <laughs> I got one mug. <laughs> that was <laughs> That was good, though. I like how you turned that in. That was good. That was good. Um, so, yeah, we. I think we went a bit overboard. That's fine. Today. No, we're, we're good. Yeah. On the time, on the topic, so... I like how Sam... Can I say something real quick? The sound guy. That's I like fine. how Sam, the sound guy, always says, oh, we went over... Like, you'll be like, oh, we went over. He's like, oh, no, that's fine. And then afterwards, he complains about how long the episodes are. He's like, are. yo, that was 30... I had to listen to that. It yeah. was like 38 minutes. <laughs> you know how long it took me... You know how to much I had to cut out? The irregularities in your voice. <laughs> I'm cutting this shit out. So, most of it was my fault. Sorry, people, but I had I had just had to give you a, a, a piece of the reel. Um, I couldn't not discuss that. This being the topic, mm-hmm. which I found out about, I don't know what time is it? Two hours ago. Uh, when I you pinged me and I yeah. glanced at it and I was like, okay, that must be the topic tonight. And then I was busy, busy. Oh, busy. My least favorite word. Um, so, <laughs> so again. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We're not going to keep you here too much longer. We know you guys got a lot going on in your day. Um, not to devalue the time that you're getting from me or to devalue my time. This week's episode was all about letting go. And Rohit reviewed the six indicators that kind of let you know that it's time to let go. I'm not going to review them right now, but we're going to have them on the website. Um, we'll also have them in in um, like the, the excerpt notes from the podcast, I would imagine, as well. We'll add those there. So you'll be able to get those from a few different resources. And um, thanks for tuning in. Like it. Share it. Send the podcast to your friends. You know the website, gystpodcast.com. And get to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Sure, why not? Yes. (laughs) Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Take it away, Robin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.